Welcome to Crawling Through Scripture. My name is Peter. Join me as I read the Bible from beginning to end. Whether you're taking your first steps in faith or crawling back to Jesus, the idea of this podcast is to go from crawling through Scripture to walking in Jesus. Hello and welcome. Before we get into this episode, I want to make a quick explanation. The noise that you hear from time to time is supposed to be a cassette player pause. I add that pause when I want to speak my personal thoughts and separate my personal thoughts to what I'm reading. I wish I would have explained that from the get-go, but I did not, and it's better late than never. And we're still in Genesis, so we have a whole Bible to get through still. Let's do it. On the last episode, we read Genesis 17, 18, and 19. In Genesis 17, God appears to Abram, whose name is later changed to Abraham, and establishes a covenant with him. God promises to make Abraham the father of many nations, and changes his name as a sign of this covenant. As a part of the covenant, Abraham and all males in his household, including male infants, must be circumcised. In Genesis 18, three visitors, who are later revealed to be angels, visit Abraham and inform him that his wife Sarah will have a son. Sarah, who overhears the conversations, laughs in disbelief due to her old age. The visitors then proceed towards Sodom, and Abraham intercedes with God on behalf of the city, questioning whether God would destroy the righteous along with the wicked. In Genesis 19, the two divine messengers arrive in Sodom and are welcomed by Abraham's nephew Lot. However, The men of the city demand to have sexual relations with the visitors. Lot, seeking to protect his guests, offers his own daughters instead. But the visitors intervene and blind the men of the city. The messengers warn Lot and his family to flee the city before its destruction. They escape, but are instructed not to look back. However, Lot's wife disobeys and turns into a pillar of salt. Sodom and Gomorrah are then destroyed by brimstone and fire sent by God. Abraham moved south to the Negev and lived for a while between Kadesh and Shur. And then he moved on to Gerar. While living there as a foreigner, Abraham introduced his wife, Sarah, by saying she is my sister. Okay, here we go again. Where have we heard this before? Abraham, formerly known as Abram, and his wife, Sarah, formerly known as Sarai, were in Egypt with Abraham's nephew, Lot. Abraham was afraid that the Egyptians would take his wife, Sarah, and kill him for her, back in Genesis 12. This seems to be Abraham's go-to line, or 
go-to lie to save himself. So King Abimelech of Gerar sent for Sarah and had her brought to him at his palace. But that night God came to Abimelech in a dream and told him, You are a dead man, for that woman you have taken is already married. But Abimelech had not slept with her yet. So he said, Lord, will you destroy an innocent nation? Didn't Abraham tell me she is my sister? And she herself said he is my brother. I acted in complete innocence. My hands are clean. Random thought. Sarah is like 89 years old at this time. And she is still getting the attention of these kings. That is insane to me. And the dream God responded, Yes, I know you are innocent. That's why I kept you from sinning against me and why I did not let you touch her. Now return the woman to her husband, and he will pray for you, for he is a prophet. Then you will live. But if you do not return her to him, you can be sure that you and all your people will die. Abimelech got up early the next morning and quickly called all his servants together. When he told them what had happened, his men were terrified. Then Abimelech called for Abraham. What have you done to us? He demanded. What crime have I committed that deserves treatment like this? Making me and my kingdom guilty of this great sin? No one should ever do what you have done. Whatever possessed you to do such a thing? Abraham replied, I thought this is a godless place. They will want my wife and will kill me to get her. And she really is my sister, for we both have the same father, but different mothers. I married her. And God called me to leave my father's home. Okay, so he wasn't lying about her being his sister. And to travel from place to place, I told her, Do me a favor. Wherever we go, tell the people that I'm your brother. Then Abimelech took some of his sheep and goats, cattle and male and female servants, and presented them to Abraham. He also returned his wife Sarah to him. Then Abimelech said, Look over my land and choose any place where you would like to live. And he said to Sarah, Look, I'm giving your brother... A thousand pieces of silver. In the presence of all these witnesses, this is to compensate you for any wrong I may have done to you. This will settle any claim against me, and your reputation is cleared. Then Abraham prayed to God, and God healed Abimelech, his wife and his female servants, so they could have children. For the Lord had caused all the women to be infertile, because of what happened with Abraham's wife, Sarah. The Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the time God had said it would. And Abraham named their son Isaac. Eight days after Isaac was born, Abraham circumcised him as God had commanded. 
Abraham was a hundred years old when Isaac was born. And Sarah declared, God has brought me laughter. All who hear about this will laugh with me. Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse a baby? Yet I have given Abraham a son in his old age. When Isaac grew up and was about to be weaned, Abraham prepared a huge feast to celebrate the occasion. But Sarah saw Ishmael, the son of Abraham, and her Egyptian servant Hagar making fun of her son Isaac. So she turned to Abraham and demanded, Get rid of that slave woman and her son. He is not going to share that inheritance with my son, Isaac. I won't have it. This upset Abraham very much because Ishmael was his son. But God told Abraham, do not be upset over the boy and your servant. Do whatever Sarah tells you. For Isaac is the son through whom your descendants will be counted. But I will also make a nation of the descendants of Hagar's son, because he is your son too. So Abraham got up early the next morning, prepared food and a container of water, and strapped them on Hagar's shoulders. Then he sent her away with their son, and she wandered aimlessly in the wilderness of Beersheba. That sounds a little harsh. We can see Mama Bear don't play that. You ain't gonna be making fun of my boy. Not when he's getting ready to be weaned off. Not today. When the water was gone, she put the boy in the shade of a bush. And she went and sat down by herself, about a hundred yards away. I don't want to watch the boy die, she said as she burst into tears. But God heard the boy crying. And the angel of God called to Hagar from heaven. Hagar, what's wrong? Do not be afraid. God has heard the boy crying as he lies there. Go to him and comfort him, for I will make a great nation from his descendants. Then God opened Hagar's eyes, and she saw a well full of water. She quickly filled her water container and gave the boy a drink. And God was with the boy as he grew up in the wilderness. He became a skillful archer, and he settled in the wilderness of Paran. His mother arranged for him to marry a woman from the land of Egypt. About this time, Abimelech came with Fickle, his army commander, to visit Abraham. God is obviously with you, helping you in everything you do, Abimelech said. Swear to me in God's name that you will never deceive me, my children, or any of my descendants. I have been loyal to you, so now swear that you will be loyal to me and to this country where you are living as a foreigner. Abraham replied, yes, I swear to it. Then Abraham complained to Abimelech about a well that Abimelech's servants had taken by force from Abraham's servants. This is the first I've heard of it, Abimelech answered. I have no idea who was responsible. You have never complained about this before. Abraham then gave some of his sheep 
goats and cattle to Abimelech, and they made a treaty. But Abraham also took seven additional female lambs and sent them off by themselves. Abimelech asked, Why have you set these seven apart from the others? Abraham replied, Please accept these seven lambs to show your agreement that I dug this well. Then he named the place Beersheba, which means well of the oath, because that was where they had sworn the oath. After making their covenant at Beersheba, Abimelech left with Fickle, the commander of his army, and they returned home to the land of the Philistine. Then Abraham planted a tamarisk tree at Beersheba, and there he worshipped the Lord, the eternal God. And Abraham lived as a foreigner in Philistine country for a long time. Sometime later, God tested Abraham's faith. Abraham, God called. Yes, he replied, here I am. Take your son, your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering on one of the mountains, which I will show you. Pump the brakes. What do you think is going on in Abraham's mind as he is being told to sacrifice his son, Isaac, his beloved son, Isaac? I mean, this is the first time we hear of a child sacrifice, let alone a human sacrifice, and hopefully it is the last. But do you think Abraham will go through with this? Or is this Abraham's breaking point? The next morning, Abraham got up early. He saddled his donkey and took two of his servants with him, along with his son. Isaac. Then he chopped wood for a fire for a burnt offering and set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day of the journey, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Stay here with the donkey, Abraham told the servants. The boy and I will travel a little farther. We will worship there and then we will come right back. So Abraham placed the wood for the burnt offering on Isaac's shoulder, while he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them walked on together, Isaac turned to Abraham and said, Father. Yes, my son, Abraham replied. We have the fire and the wood, the boy said, but where is the sheep for the burnt offering? God will provide a sheep for the burnt offering, my son, Abraham answered. And they both walked on together. This had to be tearing at Abraham's heart, being asked this question by Isaac. When they arrived at the place where God had told him to go, Abraham built an altar and arranged the wood on it. Then he tied his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. And Abraham picked up the knife to kill his son as a sacrifice. At that moment, the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham. Yes, Abraham replied, here I am. 
Don't lay a hand on the boy, the angel said. Do not hurt him in any way, for now I know that you truly fear God. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught by its horns in a thicket. So he took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering in place of his son. Phew! Can you imagine the walk home after this? Abraham named the place Yahweh Yira, which means the Lord will provide. To this day, people still use that name as a proverb. On the mountain of the Lord, it will be provided. Then the angel of the Lord called again to Abraham from heaven. This is what the Lord says, because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies and through your descendants all the nations of the earth will be blessed all because you have obeyed me then they returned to the servants and traveled back to Beersheba where Abraham continued to live soon after this Abraham heard that Milcah his brother Nahor's wife had born Nahor eight sons the oldest was named Uz the next oldest was Buzz, followed by Kimuel, the ancestor of Aramean, Kesed, Hazel, Pildash, Jidlaf, and Bethuel. Bethuel became the father of Rebekah. In addition to these eight sons from Milcah, Nahor had four other children from his concubine, Ramah. Their names were Teba, Geham, Tahash and Mecca. When Sarah was 127 years old, she died Kiriath Arba, now called Hebron, in the land of Canaan. There Abraham mourned and wept for her. Then leaving her body, he said to the Hittite elders, Here I am, a stranger and a foreigner among you. Please sell me a piece of land so I can give my wife a proper burial. The Hittites replied to Abraham, Listen, my lord, you are an honored prince among us. Choose the finest of our tombs and bury her there. No one here will refuse to help you in this way. Then Abraham bowed low before the Hittite and said, since you are willing to help me in this way, be so kind as to ask Ephron, son of Zohar, to let me buy his cave at Machpelah, down at the end of his field. I will pay the full price in the presence of witnesses, so I will have a permanent burial place for my family. Ephron was sitting there among the others, and he answered Abraham, as the others listened, speaking publicly before all the Hittite elders of the town. No, my lord, he said to Abraham, please listen to me. 
I will give you the field and the cave. Here in the presence of my people, I give it to you. Go and bury your dead. Abraham again bowed low before the citizens of the land, and he replied to Ephron as everyone listened. No, listen to me. I will buy it from you. Let me pay the full price for the field so I can bury my dead there. Ephron answered Abraham, My lord, please listen to me. The land is worth 400 pieces of silver. But what is between friends? Go ahead and bury your dead. So Abraham agreed to Ephron's price and paid the amount he had suggested, 400 pieces of silver. Weighed according to the market standard, the Hittite elders witnessed the transaction. So Abraham bought the plot of land belonging to Ephron at Machpelah near Mamre. This included the field itself, the cave that was in it, and all the surrounding trees. It was transferred to Abraham as his permanent possession in the presence of the Hittite elders at the city gate. Then Abraham buried his wife, Sarah, there in Canaan, in the cave of Machpelah, near Mamre, also called Hebron. So the field and the cave were transferred from the Hittites to Abraham for use as a permanent burial place.